Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Goalmouth Scramble podcast. I hope you all had a lovely Christmas and New Year. Um, and we thought we'd be very original and do what no one else <laughs> is doing in the whole entire world of football and come at you with our team of the decade. Yep. Um, it's not been... So it's not been easy. We've come to very similar conclusions. Yeah. So I guess it's perhaps easier than you'd expect, but it's, it's hard remembering everyone over the whole decade. It feels... Like a lifetime ago, after these players were either any good or still playing in the Premier League. Yeah, I know. Like you forget a lot of the big golden generation of England players still played in this decade. Yeah, you still had John Terry, Frank Lampard, Stephen Gerrard, Wayne Rooney. Yeah, even they Scholes. All, yeah, Scholes. They all still played in this decade. So it's hard to kind of separate recency bias and also yeah. trying not to remember that they weren't at their peak so Gerard wasn't at his best this decade yeah Terry wasn't at his best this decade so it's kind of hard to cast my mind back to actually think what they're actually what happened like then yeah. yeah yeah so I did find that really hard so I do think my team's probably got a little bit of recency bias in it yeah I but think I both did, of ours have to be honest I kind of went through and looked I didn't base it solely on if we've won the Premier League or not because I've got two players three players in my team which haven't won the Premier League but I also tried to have a look at the PFA player player of the year PFA team of the year and mm-hmm. stuff like that to try and work out who who should be in there really yeah yeah um again mine was fairly similar I came to the conclusion of a lot of the players and then I tried to dig around to find basically alternatives so that we didn't have the same team but it doesn't seem to have turned out that way too much no, yeah, spoiler alert, we only have one player different <laughs> in our team. So I think what we'll do is we'll run through our teams. Um, we'll probably have a little debate over the one player that we had different. And then we'll go through some honourable mentions and see if you can make a case for them being included yeah. in the team as well. I think we can make a case for some of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we'll also go through the uh, the manager of the decade as well. And mm-hmm. maybe actually try and make a playable squad. Because yeah. a lot of the time you just chuck the best 11 players in but they could they'd probably get turned over if they actually played in the game together. Mm. So actually try and make a playable squad that could go and win the league, could challenge in Europe. Um, so we'll start off in goal, and I think every single person in the whole entire world has this player in goal. Yeah. I don't really think you can make a case for anyone else. I mean, it's... longevity, I guess you could make a case for someone like Czech. Yeah, we've, but... we've both gone with David De Gea. Yeah. Um, there wasn't much seeing past it, was there? No. Um, I guess the only argument you can make is he. I mean, he won the league and he's been playing, but since then he's been playing for a bang average United side. Yeah. But then as a goalkeeper, you don't need to really be playing in a good team to show that you're good. No. I think if anything, it probably helps if you're not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because there's been a lot of times, especially like the Moyes era and some of Van Howe, I've been thinking if they didn't have the hair, yeah. they'd be down in the releg- relegation they zone. Been, the yeah. amount of times they won one nil or even got a draw only because he's pulled, saved them. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It was way too often. Yeah, I mean, he won, so he won the Premier League in the 2012-2013 season, um, Golden Glove in the 2017-18 season. He was in the PFA Team of the Year five times and in a bang average United side as well, got 102 clean sheets in 294 appearances. So that's almost a clean sheet once every three, that's over once every three games. Yeah. That ratio is insane. I know, considering the shocking defences he's played in front of all, yeah. year, all those years as Yeah, well. so I think you can't really look past David De Gea. I think it's a non-negotiable position really. I think yeah. you have to have De Gea in there. Yeah, um, the only others I got really were sort of, 
I guess I got well a, a shout out for Foster purely for the fact that he's mm-hmm. been around a while and is still a pretty decent keeper to be honest. Yeah, he's Foster. done it in a couple of teams as well. Yeah, um, yeah, that was sort of the lower league shout out. You got Petr Cech. Yeah. Obviously, probably the next best shout after De Gea. But... Yeah, if I put anyone in said De Gea, it would be Czech. Again, he's he's won the league. He's then yeah. gone and done it with Arsenal. Very good at Chelsea. Um, very yeah. solid for Arsenal. But yeah, not quite the level of De Gea. And then I've got Schmeichel as well, just because you know, he's, yeah. he's been in a rather amazing Leicester team. Yeah, the thing that shocked me the other day is I didn't realise how old Schmeichel was. Is he like 30? Where he's like he? 33 or something. Is he? I didn't know he was that yeah, old. I thought I... he was still... Around the thirty mark, yeah, he's, he's been a, he's been around a long time though. I didn't realise how old he actually was, so I don't know what uh, Leicester's plans are. Oh, yeah, that's for, interesting. For actually, the, uh, successor. Um, so then, moving on to the defence, then this is where I guess you kind of cheat a little bit because again, I, I wouldn't really want to play three at the back if I was playing a real no, team. But yeah, but I think you have to just because the amount are... of attackers and yeah. midfielders they've been, and I think what you're going to say. Yeah. Fullbacks haven't been great this decade. I had trouble thinking of fullbacks. I mean, yeah, we'll go on to the fullback options in a little while. We'll do centre backs first. Yeah, well, sort of half centre back, half fullback. Yeah. Um, this this pick I think is the most arguable one. I think in my team, the one that I probably would be most likely to concede. Yeah, maybe there were better options. I've gone for Cesar as Pilaqueta. Mm. Uh, won the Premier League twice, uh, was the Chelsea's player player of the year in 2013-14 and he's played across the back four as well. Yeah. I think he's a, always been solid. I think, I was shocked that he was never been in the t- PFA team, team of the year. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe that. When I, I don't know how I, he I didn't make that when they won the league. Because to me, when they won the league and I think when Conte won it as well. With the three at the back, he yeah, was I the think, best defender in the league, I Yeah, thought. people were making those shouts that he was the best I back in the brilliant, league, best right, defending yeah. league. Going forward saying, as well. Yeah, they were saying him or like Alderweireld or Vertonghen. I think at that mm. time they were being spoken about as the best centre backs in the league. Um, yeah, for me, I think that's why he gets in there. The fact that he's won the league twice, he's played across the back four as well, showing versatility, and he's never really been awful. I yeah. think now Chelsea fans are calling for someone else in there. Mm. Um, perhaps just because he's getting a bit older and the 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 role of the fullbacks changing. Yeah. I guess Alexander Arnold and Robertson only don't get into the teams because they've only been good for a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Um obviously I think we can all say that next decade already people would be getting <laughs> you're already, already nailed nailed in yeah. for the uh fullback positions. Yeah. Um but yeah, is that sort of similar reasons why you went for Aspilicoita as well? Yeah. Well especially because uh, we're playing a back three, it makes even more sense to have him in. Like, I, yeah. I would be very surprised if Chelsea play the back three a lot this year and he doesn't start playing there. To yeah. be honest, yeah, he's got the experience yeah. in there. I yeah. thought in a back three, he's brilliant because obviously with a back three, you don't you don't need uh, three massive centre backs. No, and he is he's so good on the ball. It, I mean, going forward, I think he got like, quite a lot of assists that year as well. Actually, yeah, yeah, I remember him being brilliant at crossing from the deeper positions. And then, yeah, defensively, he's very organised. Philip Lahm, like I always used to think, like, mm. as a right-back, he's not quite suited to right-back for me, yeah. which is, I guess, why you suggested, yeah, Chelsea fans are calling for something a bit fresh. I don't know, they've like Reese James, haven't they? But, um, yeah, yeah, it was... It, for me, he was an easier pick than my third one, actually. Uh, we'll move on to the second one, because we've got the same again. Yeah, I think this is another non-negotiable one, really. This was, yeah, uh, nailed Vincent on, Company. no chance. 
won the Premier League four times yeah. in the year. Instrumental in nearly every single yeah, one Yeah, PFA well. Team of the Year three times. Oh, you've got to include him. You can see yeah. how much City are missing him this year as yeah. well. Um, even if it's just as a presence in the dressing room, I don't think they would have dropped as many points if they had him in, especially with the defensive injuries with Laporte being out. If he was in this season, yeah. I reckon they'd be a lot closer to Liverpool than they are at the moment, even if it was only like three or four points closer. You wouldn't have people saying the league's over if yeah. it was that kind of um, gap. I, I, he's got to be in there. He's was. I remember when he first came in, I was... Just shocked by how like good he was. I was amazed yeah. by how amazing this guy was. So such an aerial presence, comfortable on the ball as well. Yeah. He's yeah he's lost a bit of his pace towards the end, but wasn't slow ever really. And, no, oh, apart of until he got you know until he aged a little bit. But at the start, yeah, he had everything, didn't he? And when when you think about not just a footballer but a character as well, he was you know renowned for being a leader and oh, he's, yeah, driving he's, his he's, team. He's a good character, like you said, and you can see that now he's come into a bit of punditry as well yeah you can see he, he knows the game he understands it mm. um i think i don't know if i think he'd be captain yeah. wouldn't he in this team he'd yeah. Be captain. yeah yeah, yeah. i think yeah definitely out of, out of the selection here he'd yeah. definitely be and captain. also for longevity i mean you said how many times yeah, on the league stuff. it was over nine decade, years yeah. it was, the, it was the, probably the longest serving out of everyone maybe maybe one of the, one of our midfielders but yeah yeah definitely yeah. up there with the longest serving as well as being good throughout the whole period yeah, just fantastic. Yeah. Um, so then the third option then, again, we've both gone for uh, Virgil van Dijk, which you said you weren't too happy this about. This was my contestant in. one, yeah, across the back because of longevity, basically. Yeah. There's no doubt about the quality in terms of if you're picking the best player, that's why he's in the team. Mm. But yeah, I, I struggled because I wanted, I wanted to pick an alternative and I wanted to pick someone who'd done more across the decade, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. But it, it worked out that there wasn't anyone that came close, so yeah, I I couldn't do it. The reason why I went him for in. him, as well as maybe having a bit of Liverpool bias, is because he won Player of the Year, yeah, and he was the first defender to do so since John Terry back in two thousand and five. Mm-hmm. So you're looking fourteen years since the defenders won it. He's come in, he won it pretty uncontested. Mm. I think people saying Sterling was the next closest one, but the la- last season alone. Van Dyke was just untouchable. Obviously, there was the whole thing about him not being dribbled past for the whole season. Yeah, just as a centre back, that's that's it's crazy. Invaluable, isn't yeah. It? yeah, and it's not like he was like he, he was standout for Southampton. Obviously, you can't really be a a world a, a world can, yeah. class centre back at a lower level team. Mm. You can impress as a striker like Danny Ings is doing this season. Mm. But as a centre-back, because you're always conceding goals, because you're not keeping clean sheets, you might not look as good. But he was always their best centre-back. He was always their mm. best defender. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, he cost a lot of money, didn't he, as well? So he, he was yeah. highly rated by nearly everyone by, yeah, by the time he, he left. Yeah, and he was amazing the half season he had for us. He was amazing for the full season, and he was amazing for the first half of this season as well. So that's two years at the highest, absolute highest level for Liverpool. And then... A, a good level as well for Southampton so yeah. I can see why you'd maybe want someone else in there he was just too good to leave out yeah problem, you could probably it's like I said who do you put in John Terry closest one Terry yeah I um I had a lot of people were talking about Ivanovic for, for, I think it was more of a right back call to be yeah, fair yeah I guess you could put Ivanovic right back and then you could have Azpilicueta as one of your centre backs yeah but then, or left back or even. left back yeah, yeah. 
And the other one, interestingly, this isn't an Arsenal bias because I didn't actually put him in until I saw it on a on an article. Is Koscielny? <sighs> Don't which, talk to me about Koscielny. I've I've never rated Koscielny. Oh, you've never rated. I've him? never oh, rated no. Koscielny. I rate him very highly at times. Obviously, I hate the dickhead now. Yeah. But um, yeah, I did think for a, again for a player playing in an awful defence, I thought he was very I just good for a period. He's and far he was too rash. He he got, he's got quite a few red cards, isn't he? He did do, career. yeah. Mm, I don't know. Did he have that many? I don't remember having, having like a considerable amount. I know it, yeah, probably more than your average. Yeah. But yeah, no, he was he was very good for a, in a poor Arsenal defence for quite a while. Yeah. And was the only reason we had any sort of defensive ability, basically, across the past decade. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he doesn't really come close to getting in the team as such because of... Well, yeah, because of the reasons you said. He wasn't, wasn't quite at that level and he wasn't there for the whole decade or anything like that. So he didn't quite tip the longevity box either. Yeah. Um, moving on to midfield then, I've gone for a midfield four with three up front. You've gone midfield five with two up front. Yeah. Um, but I guess... It, that could... It, that could yeah, yeah, there's one difference all, in there. I mean, my midfield four wouldn't function as a midfield four anyway because they're all quite central players. Mm-hmm, yeah. So it's just cramming in the best quality. Midfielders, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've gone for the same. My four are all in your team as well. Um, got Kevin De Bruyne, Yaya Torre, Ngolo Kante, and David Silva. That, yeah, you've got. I think you've got to have those four in. I don't think it's arguable. I know you kind of said the same thing about Kevin De Bruyne that you did about Virgil this Van Dijk. Is my, that that'd that be you're my worried contested. about the recency yeah. thing in there. Again, it's. It's hard to... De Bruyne is that good that if you're talking about the best players across the He's decade... so good. He is the best player probably across the whole decade. Yeah. If you're talking about ability. Yeah, I don't yeah. think there's been anyone as good as him ability-wise in the Prem. He's... Different, Consistently, different level, I think yeah. he's level. Like he, he's, had, he's, had five, he's had five yeah. years worth of good football probably in his, let's say, three seasons. I don't know. Exactly yeah, how yeah. Been. In his three seasons of being good, he's had five years worth of being good, yeah. of being at that level because of how consistently he performs. Yeah. So, but but say I've just said as having said all that, if we if I'm playing devil's advocate, he is the one I'm taking out, right? Out of them three, because Kante has done something no other midfielder has done in right. this decade. I'd yeah. say in terms of he has been the Makaleli of this generation, hasn't he? Really? Yeah, and the first not ever player to win back to back Premier League with, two, with well, Leicester with two and different then, sides. Yeah, yeah. Leicester than Chelsea. Um, that season as well that he, well both seasons he had he was the reason both those teams won the Premier League yeah could have been he, nearly solely down well not solely but you know largely down to him yeah and Golo Kante just just brilliant not he's not been bad but he's not hit those heights since but I think that's due to system changes perhaps yeah but he's still very good and that's you know over a short period of time in comparison to how long yeah then, he was good although saying that how long has he been around maybe I think his first season was the 2015-16 season. So, yeah, he's had half the decade. Yeah. And again, if we're including um, Virgil van Dijk, if we're including Kevin De Bruyne, then Ngolo Kante's got to be in there. Then Yaya Torre, unplayable. The man was a joke at times, wasn't he? Yeah, the... You you think about... Defined beast. Yeah. Just... So the 13-14 season, he got... Uh, 20 goals and 9 assists from midfield Yeah, he scored like 4 or 5 free kicks and this wasn't well like number 10 like modern number 10 style no, no, not at scoring all. goals because he stayed up the pitch it was this box was, to box yeah. like unplayable endless free kicks doing all sorts wasn't he yeah he at his peak I thought he was just ridiculous yeah. he was 
an absolute monster. He was. Like, and he was around for a long time as well. I was looking at it, he was around for, I know he wasn't good for all nine years, but he was around for nine yeah, years. Yeah, well, he won the Premier League three times in the 11-12 season, 13-14 and 17-18. The and only one that he didn't play a massive part in was 17-18, wasn't Well, yeah, because he was in the team of the year for the other two. Exactly, there you go. So, again, you've got to have Yaya Torre in. Yeah. Um, then the other midfielder we've got is uh, David Silva another one of them banked on I think I don't think anyone didn't have him in yeah he's been in he's been here the whole decade yeah. for starters so that's the that's the longest anyone's been here yeah just shy of 300 appearances for City as well and, and in that time he's got 57 goals and 89 assists yeah so that and that he's return. in terms of longevity he's probably got the best because he's the only player that hasn't died off no, yeah, he's company, been at his... Company, you could have said, didn't, but he, he did a bit to a degree, didn't he? Yeah, Whereas, a little bit. He wasn't at the heights when he first came in, but yeah, David Silva, David Silva has last maintained year. the whole... His level, he's adapted. the whole yeah. decade. He could be in a shower. He's been more inconsistent player. with his haircuts than he has with his ability. It's <laughs> yeah. been insane. Yeah, it is weird looking back at pictures of him with his long <laughs> yeah. hair and then pictures of him with his complete shaved yeah. head. And, and then he came back with more hair. Yeah, but... I actually thought he was done a couple of years ago. I thought oh, he'd be he'll be done now because he, he had a you know a season or half a season yeah. blip where he wasn't quite great. And I thought yeah he's old he'll be done now. And then last season he was just insane again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just his technique, yeah. his ability on the ball, and he's just so intelligent. He's a typical Spanish player, isn't he? he Midfielder. Is, yeah, he's yeah. Hella intelligent, unreal player. Gotta love it. Um, and then we come into the first player that you have that I don't have. Yeah, first and only. Um, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to call you out on your, on your bias, dear. I have to admit, I don't see how you can't have this guy in. And I don't even... I do like the guy, but I didn't like him while he was at Chelsea. Right. Eden Hazard. Yeah. I'm sure, perhaps statistically, there is an argument, which is probably why he's not in your team, perhaps. Right. But for me, as a player... He, uh, we're not doing just in the team as well. But as a player, he has something that not a lot of players on this list have. Like he, like not a lot of players could do it by themselves. Yaya could, yeah. De Bruyne yeah. probably could, and Hazard did. Hazard yeah. literally did it by himself. Yeah, for at least two years, I would say. I get that. The reason why he's not in my team is because he went that like a year without scoring a single goal. He had that blip in his form where he didn't mm. score a goal for a whole year. He basically vanished for a year. And that on its own, he and he just was one of those players, he, his goal returns weren't ever at the heights. He's yeah. never had more than... I do get what you he mean. He never was a 20-goaler no. season. Uh, like, obviously, he's a winger. And at the start of the decade, wingers weren't expected was, to yeah, score those yeah. goals. But then... In comes Mohamed Salah, yeah. who's my pick, and he completely redefined what a winger needs to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The reason why he was in is purely because of the year 1718, because he broke the record. He got the highest amount of goals. Year. That was he's, his first year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 He's the record goal scorer in the Premier League history. Yeah, Most yeah. goals in a single season. So for me, he's got to be in there for that alone. I always have a problem with the, with Salah because I don't... I Obviously, for me, without stats, he's one of them players without stats, I don't appreciate him as much. I'm not saying, obviously, he's amazing, mm. but he's a player that 
Oh, to be fair, again, this is if if I was a Liverpool fan, I'm sure I'd have the complete opposite perspective because I bet he's amazing all the time, and I only watch a little bit. But for me, as a player, he's not quite as good as a lot of the other. It's kind of like the opposite of the Hazard argument. Hazard yeah, doesn't yeah. have the stats to back up how good a player he is in comparison to other mean. players. In comparison yeah. to other players, that's my point. And yeah, that's why I've always been a little bit, a little bit against the Salah argument. Probably a bit of bitterness as well because obviously he's killing it for you. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I've not always been on the Salah train, and even though I want to be, you know, he's yeah. he's an Arab, he's Egyptian, I rate him, you know, a bit of African flair in the in the prem. But yeah, I've always been a bit like I've only ever seen him as a goal scorer, if that makes sense. I, he's amazing at dribbling, but I've always ever seen him as a goal scorer. Yeah, I think that's what it is, and that might just be in my head. I'm not 100 percent sure yet because I don't watch him all the time. I have to admit. Um, but yeah, that's that's why I would always go with Hazard because I believe. As a player, he just has that, that that unique ability to basically do it by himself, and and, yeah. and and having done it by himself, obviously he had at times where he didn't. Yeah, having done it by himself, that's what I think why he got into my team. And also, I did want to choose a bit of a different player because I've got a lot of passers or I've got a bit of power. I haven't got many dribblers in my team. I think that's probably a little bit that I incorporate him as well. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do get the argument. For, for Hazard but I think if you wanted a, a dribbler in your team I know it's a different style of dribbling but I'd probably go Bale I'd rather have someone like Bale who would just ta- like just yeah, yeah. down the wing breeze Pace. past anyone yeah. I think that that's just my style of play I, mm. I don't know I, I prefer that in a player um but he, Salah can dribble obviously. oh no no, like, no, no yeah, I'm not saying that yeah. like he's he is very he, good at dribbling he can yeah, still wrong. get get around players he's turned multiple defenders inside out yeah um, that's true but like I said for Salah just for that one season alone no one's ever scored more goals in a league campaign than he has I guess the only other argument you can say is um, Luis Suarez the only reason why he didn't <clears throat> score that many is because he missed the first five games of the season because he bit someone yeah <laughs> so if he played those first five games he would have that's why I have a bit of trouble basing things on stats as well because it doesn't show you if, context. It doesn't show you context yeah. at all. If buts and maybes. I mean, also, he scored all those goals and didn't win a trophy. Not that, that not that that's any detriment to him. Yeah. But a lot of people would judge the fact that if you sc- someone who scored two less goals but won, say, a Premier League or I don't know, I don't. Omri won the league when he did it, for example. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So there's, there's, yeah, like you said, there's no context. But I know what you mean, especially. And again, I guess this is an example of there being no context. A stat that would be even more impressive is that he did it in his first season. Like we just said. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that was the bit that made everyone look up and realise, I guess, wouldn't it? And the, the fact, fact that he was the new. contrast between him then and him at Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he's basically everyone thought a he was player. done and yeah. then he came back and... He's basically a different player, isn't he? Yeah. Um, the next two, going back to actually agreeing with each other. Yeah. We've got Kane and Aguero, which... Again, I think they're both pretty, like, undisputable. I don't think Aguero definitely. Of an argument. Aguero definitely. I think... What, just because he's won the, the Premier League four times? Yeah, it's stats, trophies, longevity. He's the most goals in that. He's got it. Time. He's got 173 it. goals. And five seasons in a row, he's hit 20-plus goals. Yeah. And he's been injured in those seasons yeah, as well. Exactly. Pretty much every Rotated season he picks up an injury. Rotated yeah. and injured in some. But he's only won the Golden Boot once. Probably because The most goals out of anyone in this time period, (coughs) only one Golden Boot. 
again, for context, me, I guess, isn't yeah, it? Context, Salah's won two golden boots. That level of consistency. Harry Kane's won two golden boots. Yeah. But Sergio Aguero's mm. scored the most goals. So yeah, I guess he's been around the longest, hasn't he? As well, that's yeah. what that's what's so impressive about him is that he's been around for so long yeah. and has still scored so many goals every year, even if it's not the most. Yeah, it's it's for me that's more impressive perhaps than having four outstanding years because he's had like eight close enough to outstanding years, and he won them well, the league eight, seven, in eleven twelve as well. The final oh, day, yeah. the first, well, yeah, the, that, their first ever one. Yeah, that goal alone kind of has puts him down yeah. in Man City history that was it? like it's... that That generally I remember watching a video of that two years later and it still gave me goosebumps oh it still does it now it was incredible it's, uh, it's unreal that whole game it's yeah but yeah he was he was he was him David Silva and company were the three absolute bankers for me and De Gea really but yeah. them three especially yeah <clears throat> just because of longevity they have, like you said they have it all all the leagues longevity he's got all mm. the goals yeah it's, it's an obvious one, that one, isn't it? Yeah, and then Kane as well. So do you think he's the most Out of them two, he's definitely the... the most contestable. Yeah, I guess, say say we're treating Hazard as my third striker to make it an equal um, formation. Yeah. I would say Hazard is the most contestable in comparison to Kane. But yeah, Kane, he's been around for quite a while now, so that's why he was he's definitely in my team. Yeah. But I could have perhaps contested that a few players that have been around nearly as long, the RVPs, the Rooneys, I mean, even Vardy. Vardy, it was, I felt harsh leaving Vardy I know out. you do, don't you? But... Um, but there's just so much quality. I think Vardy, again, because of the role he played in Leicester the winning the league. Eight, seven or eight years now, Vardy. And he yeah. scored goals in nearly every year of that. Yeah, and his record against the top six side as well. Is, again. He's, he's the best goal scorer out of anyone in the league against the top six. Yeah. He always gets, he always performs in big games. He, he helped them win the league. He's having a re- rejuvenation again uh, yeah. under Rogers, he's got the record for most consecutive games scored in. He, I did feel harsh leaving him out. Yeah, Suarez is even, an argument I, I for feel as even well. More, yeah, well, Suarez yeah. again based on quality. He's one perhaps where if he was doing what De Bruyne and Van Dijk doing what he did, but doing it now like De Bruyne and Van Dijk are doing, mm. we'd perhaps have him with, in the yeah, squad. With recency. Yeah. If we with... if we were watching him every week when he was like like right now when he was on yeah. that level. I'm pretty sure he would be in this squad because he was on De Bruyne Van Dijk level, definitely. Oh, that, yeah. That, <clears throat> he was better than Aguero that when he was here. For sure. He was definitely sure. better than Aguero and Kane. But, again, we're judging in Premier League in this decade, so he makes a bench. Yeah. Uh, Harry Bale Kane. And Sterling I've got on the bench as well, but I don't think... Sterling, again, for longevity, perhaps. He's been around for quite a while now, doing very well now, did very well at you for a year or two. Well, yeah, that um, season where we just missed out on the league... Um, thirteen, fourteen. He was was he instrumental in yeah. that. There was the uh, the SASAS, <coughs> yeah. should we say? And <laughs> Sterling, Suarez, and Sturridge as our front three. Um, and then yeah, won won multiple Premier Leagues with City since as well. Yeah, and has been instrumental in those, their team in the past two years. He has, as well. yeah. Um, Pep Guardiola's kind of come in and just he's really transformed him as a player because. Yeah. He wasn't ever getting the goals consistently, consistently was he? No, he wasn't. Um, then Guardiola's changed that. I think it's more the system. He's benefited from the system. Yeah. A lot of the goals gets the tappings. I think there is there is a bit of perspective that if stuff. he was in a different team, we'd perhaps have a slight different opinion on him. If it like a year or two ago, I think now he's shown it for England, for example, that he yeah, has he, say, that he, he did go quite a while without scoring for England, didn't he? He wasn't he wasn't really putting the performances in for them as well. Mm. But but now I think he's I'm hoping he's turned a corner into that yeah, respect. I, I do th- believe he is just a top quality player now. Yeah, I think I think he has. 
Um, the manager of the decade. Um, it's, yeah. Yes. Is, uh, is it is up for grabs? It is, it is, because there's not really anyone that's been around for that long. So you're kind of just picking your favourite manager over the decade, aren't you, really? Yeah. Unless you're going to base it purely on who's the best stats-wise, which, again, then there's only really one answer, which is the answer I've gone for. Pep Guardiola. Is Pep, yeah. I think you kind of have to. Um, like I said, no one's been around enough. Yeah. Um, he's won two Premier Leagues, and no one else has won more than two, have they? I think... I don't think so. Not over... No, not over the decade. No. Because... No. Fergie was around... Chelsea have won it twice, but had different managers... I think um, even Fergie won it two years, in his, and he was only there for three years of the decade. Yeah. He won it twice in his last three years, didn't he? I'm yeah. pretty sure. So, I think you have to go Guardiola, really. Yeah. Um, the case for Klopp is probably that he's not won right. the yeah. league. Again, if he sticks around for ages... I mean, if the decade's more... two years longer, then he's probably getting it, isn't he? Yeah, I think... Well, well, we'll see, but... Yeah. And outside choices, you've got down as Poch and Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe was just because I thought he'd been around for the longest out of all the managers currently managing, and I kind of like him. I rate what he's done, but yeah. um, not this season particularly, but over over yeah. the decade. But yeah, and then Poch was yeah more because you know he, what he, he did made Spurs, Spurs who they Spurs, are now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think, and this, no one else has been around for long enough. Yeah, I think this one's kind of it's Pep really, isn't it? Yeah, but a n- bit of a bit of a one that is yeah like by proxy, decision. just yeah. like yeah. And some, so that if we were actually trying to make it a proper formation, yeah, would we just go for? Well, I guess we got. Are we, we deciding on a formation, or are we? Yeah, are we. Yeah, we have to go for at the back really because we don't have any players to really play in the wide positions of a five-man midfield, do we? No. Or a four-man midfield for that matter. So yeah, we got to go for at the back. I think. Um, in which case, I guess we keep the same same three. Keep and pick another fullback. Virgil van Dijk. Um, yeah, I guess as Plukredz can play right back or left back. We didn't so actually we talk about have... any full backs either, yeah? We didn't. Yeah, so I guess we mentioned Ivanovic for a little bit. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, you've got down Zavoleta, Walker, then Robertson and Baines as well. Um, I mean, left back was slim pickings. Robertson around <laughs> for two years and then Baines was good, but, but yeah, wasn't not, anywhere near level, was he? Good, yeah. so we'd Walker probably... and Zavoleta slightly higher. We'd probably stick Aspilicueta at left back. I was the closest one out of those to going into my team was Zabaleta. Mm, he was originally and then I, I I do think Walker has had a very tasty career is, is what made me then add him onto the list is what I mean. Yeah. But I think Zabaleta perhaps based on if we judge him on when he was good and what he did within the team, mm. I guess, yeah, you'd have to throw him in just yeah, because he's such a yeah. successful team. It's hard to remember what it was like because obviously... I don't really remember what he was good at. He's gone to West Ham. <laughs> this is my problem I have with Zabaleta. I, I'm sure he was good at plenty of things and I know he was tidy at everything and yeah. very good defender. But I don't know what he was... He, I'm sure, yeah. He's... and he's, no yeah, he, well, I think, a modern I think it's quite similar to Ivanovic, really. Yeah, I think Ivanovic was probably better at defending. He's a bit more aggressive, wasn't and, he? And would pitch him with the occasional goal of Ivanovic. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Zabaleta didn't much, but um, yeah, Zabaleta was part of a very successful team. So I guess that's kind of why he yeah. probably goes in. But then again, Walker has been as well. Yeah, but yeah, Walker's another one really that's probably just overrated because of his pace. I find a lot of the time. I do rate yeah. him. Don't get me wrong, but if he yeah, if he didn't have his. He's a, he's a man that relies yeah. on his pace, isn't he? Yeah, for sure. Like we said, slim sure. pickings at fullback. Zabaleta, yeah. Walker, I'd, I'd probably lead more towards Zabaleta and Chucky and Aspilicueta mm. at left back. Yeah. Um, and then what do we do from here? Because I feel like we need you need Kane and Aguero in. I think we can get away with a four three three with them two. 
yeah. or a four three one two, perhaps. But I do think we have to have a three three man midfield because we have three too many centre mids. Yeah. I mean, even the, all the ones that we haven't spoke about yet on my honourable mentions are all still central midfielders. Yeah, I've got Fabregas, Fernandinho, and then James Milner, who technically probably could have done a job anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could stick him at fullback, really, yeah, couldn't we? We could have done. Um, but yeah, Fernandinho and Seska are, are great shouts as well. Yeah, I think Kante just pips that holding midfield yeah. position to Fernandinho. Um, just perhaps because he's done it. I think the Leicester thing. It yeah, the back to back seasons, winning it with Leicester. Mm. It's yeah, would Fernandinho. Have had the same impact playing in the Leicester side. Yeah, probably I'm not, not quite sure he would have. Um, I don't Kante, mind. So, sorry to interrupt, but just Kante is kind of one of the weird defensive midfield players where he actually kind of has a massive impact by himself, doesn't he? Yeah. Not many defensive players have such an impact in a team that he's had. Yeah, that's why everyone respects him so much. Yeah, I'd say that this season and last season, Fabinho for Liverpool, obviously I'm not yeah. including him in Team of the Decade because no, he's I, I agree. I agree only been around for like a year, yeah. but he affects the game loads he, by yeah. himself as well. Um, I bet, yeah, different style to Kanto though. Yeah. They affect the games More in different dominating. ways. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I don't mind going for the uh, a four three one two kind yeah. of approach. I don't feel like we don't have we've got the wide players. No. And I guess if you did want to make the case for Hazard, he could probably play in the hole behind the yeah, strikers Yeah, he could play well. wing or, yeah. Um, so then who are we dropping out of KDB, Kante, Yaya Torre and David Silva? I think if we, yeah, David Silva for me stays in. Yeah. Kante stays in because of the player he is. If we're talking about on the pitch, we need a hole yeah. in, so he's staying. Yeah, yeah, because we're talking about yeah, an actual function in midfield. Yeah, and like I said earlier, my natural drop is KDB, mm. purely for the fact that can Yaya has already Yaya if you're judging on the similar periods of their careers that they've had in the Prem yeah Yaya did what KDB did yeah perhaps not quite as good of a player but did has done what KDB has done if not better in terms of got player of the year more times you know yeah and also has got an extra two or three years on him mm. so if we're taking longe- longevity into account I'm perhaps going Yaya reluctantly to be fair because I do is... think KDB is a better player and will have a m- more, and will have like you know will be a better player. I don't think he'll drop off. So if if you're taking the f- you know future predictions, KDB could stay in. But for me, I'm someone who's quite big on longevity. And considering yeah. Yaya's already done it, I would keep Yaya. Yeah, I Yaya I think I'm I'm happy with keeping Yaya in there. Um, yeah. Mm. I mean, it is KDB, the levels he's on, I do think he's the best. Unless there's a case for trying to play a midfield diamond, would that work in keeping these four players in together and then losing Hazard and... Oh, yeah. Losing Hazard and Salah. Is that... The thing is, if I'm using... Mm, I don't know... Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good point. I was gonna say I don't know whether I'd have, whether I'd have, um, KDB in ahead of Hazard for similar reasons to what I said about Yaya. But I probably would. Um, yeah, I guess if you're picking out of Salah, Hazard, and KDB, and KDB, there's only one winner for me out of those. I just think, yeah, obviously I love Salah, but I think Kevin De Bruyne is 
one of the most gifted players yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. I think he's unreal. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm I'm trying to argue with you, and I'm not. <laughs> That's why I'm sitting here saying, yeah, yeah, because I'm, I'm trying to think of another argument so that we're not just rejigging our team. We've just swapped a fullback for a winger, basically, haven't we? Yeah, we've chucked Zabaleta in for Salah or um, or Hazard, Hazard. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think you can argue too much with that because of the quality of those players that are in in that team, can you? Yeah, and just remember, this is us trying to make a functioning team. This mm. isn't our actual. We don't think Zabaleta's had better than yeah, better yeah, yeah. than Hazard yeah. and Salah. This is if we're actually trying to make a team that would work mm. together. I mean, would that work? Do you need the width in there? Having said that, no, I think we've just put it into a proper formation in terms of where the players are playing. Each player is playing in their right formation now. That's yeah. In that respect, it works. In terms of, if I'm looking at all of the players, in, including my honourable mentions list, and I'm picking the best 11 that I would field, mm. that's not the 11 I would pick. But then, you're, then that's a different argument because you're not taking longevity and things into consideration. Yeah, you're just picking who was the best. Who was the uh, in the, all at their peak? That's not the team I would pick. Yeah, and then I'd put Suarez in there. I'd probably have Bale in there, mm. and I wouldn't also have Aspilicueta and Zavaleta in there no. in that way round because I don't really like playing defensive fullbacks, especially not with a narrow midfield. Yeah, that is the only thing. If we're trying Kante, to make this Yaya, work. David, and Kevin De Bruyne, you've got no width in that team, have you? Zero but width, and yeah, you're not getting it from Zavaleta or Aspilicueta. It's going to be a very congested midfield. A team would probably do well over in Italy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably would. But um, in the Premier League, someone we didn't mention actually that was quite high up in one of the articles I saw was Mares. Considering, yeah, one stuff instrumental. We mentioned Vardy and Kante, and mm. he was probably he was more of a starlet than them two, really, in that Leicester season, wasn't he? Everyone was talking about him Showed being more the quality, man. didn't he? Yeah, yeah, in terms of yeah, quality of player. Yeah, and then the he's not especially. really made a stamp he's on not, his He's won the trophies at City, but he's not had the significance he's had. He's been a squad Perhaps player not to for his, them. It's not really his fault a lot no. of the time. I don't, I don't think you can stand out in that City team if you don't play every game. Yeah, well, especially. I'm, but I mean, Kevin De Bruyne does, Aguero does. Yeah. Hey, Maris has gone to be a squad player for yeah, them. That's the thing. It's the only reason why I wouldn't put him in there. Like I said, he's won the trophies to to have the argument he's probably not got the stats for it has he but is it? no uh, in terms of goals game time game even. time even yeah yeah I, I, I can't see Mara's being included no I can see why someone might initially think it yeah but then there's so many players he'd have in over him mm, yeah so but yeah with that then yeah I guess our narrow formation is what we're going <laughs> with <laughs> no idea I guess I guess Pep could could Get them I'm sure playing, yeah, he'd be able to they? get them yeah, doing something in that team. So our functioning team of the decade then, which we think would actually be able to go on and win things. In their peak, we have David De Gea. Oh, sorry, I'm just having second thoughts. Oh, I'm just thinking, I'm probably going Hazard ahead of Kane. Really? I think I am. And no, because it doesn't work in the functioning thing. Sorry. No, it doesn't. I've had my second thoughts and I've just... Discarded them. No. Yeah, go on, crack on. Oh, and then, so we've got David De Gea in goal. Zabaleta, right back. Sense back partnership of company and Virgil van Dijk. Aspilicueta doing a job at left back. Midfield diamond of N'Golo Kante, Yaya Torre, David Silva and KDB. And up front, Kane and Aguero. 
I don't think many people would argue with that. I mean, I've spoken to some people about it and they actually didn't argue with that. That's pretty much all the teams I saw online as well. Yeah. There's, you could probably swap out the odd player here or there, yeah. but by and large, it kind of has to be that team. Yeah, if you if you t- t- judging it on the same criteria we have in terms of taking into consideration longevity, stats and the player, yeah, I don't think that those are those are the best players over the decade, I believe. Cool, lovely stuff. Yeah, let us know if you do contest with a lot of that, of course. Um, yeah. So yeah, let us know who you'd have instead. Reasonings why. Yeah. But yeah, thank you very much for for, for listening to this this episode of Golmar Scramble. Yeah. It's been a pleasure as always. It's been lovely. Yeah. Um. We'll see you soon. Yeah. Tatty buys. <laughs> Tatty buys.